0: Yo, what's up? It's Woodrow. We posted at South 6 Bodega at Tucson Mall. We gonna do a little talking on the Mankind podcast. These are catching up, bro. We got a lot to... I got a lot to say. We've been gone for too long, bro. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? It's Frank Romero, a.k.a. Smash Lame. Hey, I'm just uh, touching base, man. Just big ups to Mankind. Big ups to uh, Little Bueta for, uh, you know, popping off on this podcast, though. It's really dope to see. Uh, much respect and love to everybody out there. Tucson Hip Hop. Uh, continue killing it, yo. Hey. I read a lot, and I still tell people that all the time. And I'm, I'm reading this that Russ book right now. The, it's all in your head, joint. Word. Um, but I, I'm always trying to like read something. That was when, when I moved out, when I moved to Nashville. I was like, damn, I need to start reading. So I'm always out here trying to expand. I don't know, reading hard. The art of racing in the rain. It's like from the perspective of this dog. And it's, like, his whole life, like, how he, like, see everything. It's, his dad's, like, a race car driver. That shit hard. They got a movie. The movie, sad as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, I mean, I was born and raised in, born and raised in Tucson, obviously. Uh, when I was 16, did an open mic at Sky Bar. Next day, went and saw Vince Staples. Day after that, or er, then I met Easy Going and Tommy Will at the Vince Staples show. Next day, they gave me a five-minute set at their show, and then everything just went crazy from there on. I was chilling with Cash Lansky yesterday, and he was like, bro, that shit just went from zero to 100 so fast. You went from doing no shows to a show a week. And so then we did, I mean, we did, we was in the Tucson Weekly. We did the first Tucson Hip Hop Festival, packed out Studio One. Was you there for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, you're supposed to put 50 people in that room. We put 200 in that And then we did a uh, fucking main stage the next year. Then we opened for Warren G. And then we opened for Tokid. And then we opened for Vince Staples. And then I said, deuces, I'm getting out of here. I, it, it was all love, though. I, I didn't leave on some fuck Tucson thing. Right. But there's something to be said for, like, having your face in another room. And that was really all it was. Yeah, most definitely. It was just, like... Yeah. Try and i don't know i I felt you know i felt like it was just time to like put on for the city somewhere else i still rep hard i wear rep tuck shit three times a week bro stop I'll, i'll rep this shit forever this is still my home and i still love it here but i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to explain to people all the time like i didn't leave to get out of here i left to like expand upon what i did here like it was never weird, I feel like t- in Tucson, everybody know everybody and everybody love everybody and whatever, and out there it's really just like tons of people just doing their own thing, and there's still shows and people still know each other, but it's less of like like me and Tommy and Easy and Cash and Marley and Jay have like this unique brotherhood because we did everything for so long, but now it's like out there it's just like everybody's focused on the internet more so than the local thing. And I'm trying to bring some form of unification to that. That's like, if you look at these, it, I mean, every scene pops differently. But if you look at, like, the beginning of, like, Atlanta, like, that was how Atlanta started. Was Atlanta was, like, a bunch of people just doing their own shit and that shit worked. So, and plus the Black Music museum's about to move to Nashville. It's gonna be, so that's going to change the reason why people come there. Because, like, it's, bas- it's going to be, like, obviously these beautiful black musicians before us. But then the rap part of this museum is going to be fucking massive, bro. So, it's gonna change the whole reason why people come visit. Cause country's fucking dead. Ain't nobody, I mean, Mason Ramsey, bro. Mason Ramsey hard. <laughs> he hard. Lil Nas X hard. But so, but Nashville's getting with the shits. Like, they realize what they have to do. Um, I'm about to announce this mixtape today. Uh, it's, it's called Son of Sun. I've been working on it since, oh, my fault. I've been working on it since, like, March. Um, it's really, it's the project I was trying to make for, a really, really long time. I finally, I had to finish school, though, because then now it's just, like, school and work, or er, rap and work all the time. Um, but what's cool about this is it's going to be my first project that Nashville cares about, and it's going to be less of a learning curve. Like, Tucson had to see me, like, figure it out and, like, learn how to perform, learn how to do all that, da, 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 da. But this is, like, me, I'll play it for you, um, but this is, like, me at my my purest my, me, my most self-expressed I think i ever been. I do some singing on there. I mean, we dropped a single last week. Talk To Me is going nuts. Okay. We just hit 100 favorites on Twitter. That was mad cool. Like, 100 favorites on a tweet was, I usually get like 30. That shit was crazy. Uh, and, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I'm dropping in a, how many days until the second, 14, two weeks, two uh-huh. weeks to the day. So, it's, I'm going to announce it like after this. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. it's going to be hard as hell. So I was trying to do a song a week for like a long time, and then I got really bored because I like having an end game. Like when you're doing a song a week, trying to do it at high volume, it kind of just—I like knowing when I could finish. So making projects is fun because you can wrap them up and then you can do them. Um, so I basically I was like, I was in like a weird low point in my little teenage life, and it was like, let me buckle down, make a cohesive record like sit down and just do it. But my writing process for this mixtape, so there's this road in Nashville called Natchez Trace, and you drive, that's the name of the outro on a tape, uh, but you drive on it, you go over this bridge, you can see the whole city, is beautiful. So what I was doing was for every song, I would just put the beat on and go do that drive, and then just pull over, play the beat, looking at the whole city, just writing. And I, my whole thing with this project was to try to make even even the bangers like sound like they're coming from like an authentic place yeah Unless just rapping for rapping like even when it's hard and i'm talking my shit like i'm still trying to say something but they all these songs got written at like three o'clock in the morning in my truck fucking chilling so i, I slick don't remember though like i when i write i go into like a zone i couldn't i don't remember writing any song i've ever written <laughs> nothing bro um honestly we when we was here we kind of just caught a tidal wave where it was just always like hey you want to do this show hey you want to do this show da, 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 da. or it's like hollering at people because eventually you like build relationships with these promoters and like i remember when we got vince staples we had just got off stage at the tucson hip hop festival and i was with cold one and i was like yo that's dan hernandez over there i'm gonna go walk for him walk up to him and ask for vince staples and he's gonna give it to us watch and i literally i just walked over there and i was like hey can we have it and dan was like yeah so it's really just moving and shaking and like knowing the right people but then at the same time i knew i was because we're doing that show on the second here and all all i did i just hollered at runt and i was like hey can i throw a show at thunder canyon he was like yeah (laughs) uh so we're doing a show at thunder canyon brewery little homecoming joint we got the lineup crazy we got big 520 he hard trauma on there mastermind from phoenix on there easy going on there and then your boy on there um it's gonna be crazy. Like, I haven't. I got to get. The, I got to get the cobwebs off. I've only done like six shows in Nashville, so I gotta like get back in it. Your boy, actually, fucking shout out to Little Weta, bro. She like, I was like, yo, I need people to put on this, and she just sent me hella links and was like, and I. Was, that's how we got Mastermind on there. Yeah, I, all right, I was, you gonna slide? Yeah, I go on at, like ten. I'm so excited for Trauma, bro. That, bro, that tape she just dropped. And that wig split joint—that's that's, that's Loki. One, that's one of Sonny's best videos, bro. That wig split video, crazy. Um, we got Petty six one five. He really hard. We got my man Tremaine. He just Tremaine six one five. He really hard. There's this whole Funky Ten movement that's happening right now. It's like ten dudes, and they they do like neo soul live music, hard ass shit. This girl Lord Goldie, she mad hard. Every show she do, she got a live band. Um, It's like that. Records is really, really hard. Uh, It's foundation, Mecca. I could go on. But right now, like, I had to go through a phase where I had to find everybody and tell everybody that I was here and I needed shows. Exactly. I just had to hustle. And and I had to go to all these shows and make sure they saw my face. And then finally they was like, all right. Um, It was weird because it was like hitting a reset button. Like, here I had done all this shit. But I had to realize that in Nashville, the shit I did here didn't matter. And nobody really cared about that. So I just... I had to hustle, and I, I'm a, I'm nice at hustling. I mean, I had to fast-track it, though, because I wasn't going to... I did this shit in Tucson for four years. I wasn't going to start all the way over, so I had to just fast-track it, and I hit up everybody all the time. My DMs were going crazy. I was just DMing. I DM like, 35 people a day, like, yo, if you got any shows, throw me a bone. And it worked, though, because, I, 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 like, the reality is I'm nice. Like, my music doesn't suck. I get it if it was, like, some shitty ass, but... Like, and I had the credibility, like, I had done all this stuff here, the music was good, so they were like, "Where'd i rock with you. And it's a really organic thing that's happening. I really want to be the unifying force that can go to Nashville and, like, bring that together because there's so much talent. Like, my live show, I mean, we've done so many shows at this point. I I still got a lot I could improve on. Um, I still do a lot. I do a lot of, like, room practicing. That's why I'm excited for Thursday because, or is it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. i've done i just i'm ready to like get back especially being back in the city and we're gonna have a bunch of people there and it's gonna it'll probably get something out of my live show we do i try to turn it into a sing-along as best i can but i mean i still i think i'm still yet to have my i mean i've had my best show obviously but i've yet to have like my best best show So i'm a good performer right now but my focus is trying to evolve into like a great performer so that I could win over like anybody. I used to just win over people with the spectacle of like me being 17, mm-hmm. and now I, that novelty is over. I'm about to turn 20, so I don't have that whole like the the novelty again. So now the live show has to get even better. Like I don't have the excuse, I can't have a decent live show but get a pass because I was yeah. so young. Like now I got to figure that shit out. So. but woodrow shows are fun. We all, there's hella girls crying all the time. We we bring, like, 50 girls, they all cry. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge it. I mean, if it's from an OG, like, I was at Cash's yesterday, and if Cash Lansky gives me something to work on, yeah. then I'm going to work on it. But I'm very... It took a while to become totally content with myself. That's why I like this project so much, because it's all the songs that I've been wanting to make for, like, a long time. Nice. And especially now that we're doing, like, paid promotion on videos and stuff. Like, I get haters. Not everybody going to like everything. I don't pay attention to it, bro. It's... Yeah. I, I, I like the nice comments more anyways i just delete the mean ones or i reply to the mean ones on some funny shit or whatever like me and my dad had sat down in november and we were like what are our goals for 2020 and we met them in december of 2019 <laughs> so <laughs> we really gotta like sit down and like recalibrate yeah. that because the goals was like drop i can't say some of them because we haven't announced it yet i just told you about some of them right, right. but it was like drop a mixtape do the video do the one thing that we just talked about that I can't wow. say yet. uh so I think right now I'm just going to focus on getting my numbers up after this yes. and uh just growing the internet presence 2020 is going to be huge though bro like I've everything's coming together in my life at like the perfect time so it's actually kind of beautiful to watch it's like when I came out when I was 16 like I came out dropped this mixtape started doing shows and then everything just went dumb right. and that's kind of happening again but this time, I'm mature and know how to handle myself a little bit. I mean, I still don't know how to... I'm immature as fuck. But I still know how to handle myself a little bit better, so... Uh, one of my favorite... Man, oh, remember... So, when Flycatcher was still around, bro. With me, it was me and Marley, j and Rip. And we was all chilling out the studio. RIP to Golden Artist Group, kind of, bro. That shit was great. Um, but Marley was like, Yo, you trying to go to Flycatcher? And I was, I was like 16, and Marley walked me over to Flycatcher, snook me in through the back, and we watched this beat battle. And then I watched Marley just like spit game at this girl the whole time, bro. And but I was I did, like and people were like recognizing me and they were like, "You're not supposed to be in here." And I was I was like, "What?" I, I didn't even have X's on my hands. I mean, the Vince Staples story is always cool. Like we just how we made that happen. We spoke that into existence, and it was full circle because the show that I I met Easy and Tommy at was a Vince Staples show. And then two years later, I was doing Vince at Rialto. Yeah. But I had to rap for 45 minutes. I had to pull songs out the, out the <laughs> vault, bro. But that shit was crazy. But that Flycatcher story, that I keep that story close to my heart, for sure. Um, I think radio edits. So, like, Mac is my favorite rapper of all time, right? And Mac, Mac Miller don't have no radio edits because they wasn't playing Mac on the radio. Uh, so I think... You can I think radio edits are less necessary. The only time I've ever had to do them was when we was like playing on KXCI, which was dope. But like, I've, I haven't made a radio edited like 18 months. But videos, especially the "Talk to Me" video. The "Talk to Me" video was the first video I'd done where I felt like it totally reflected like who I was. Um, and. I, but I, I really, I just told the videographer, my homie Vel, I was like, bro, just do whatever you want as long as it looks cool, whatever. But then we ended up being on the exact same page. Like that shot of me with the skyline in the back and whatever. But visuals, it's all visuals. You, you don't blow up without a visual. like, And seeing, now that I'm so much closer to rappers that are popping off, Like, I was watching when NLE Choppa had 10,000 views on Shot of Flow. And then the next day he had 4 million. It was like, you see, but like, you see it happen because it's or like when Tay Keith was doing stuff like the visuals are all, all all it is you can have like a lame song but a fire ass video you straight so um you're not doing anything wrong okay every I had to it took, I was just telling this kid uh, Jacob Roberts this the other day he's a beautiful singer he's awesome um cause he came to me and he was like bro like none of this is working I, I've sent my music to labels da 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 and I was like bro everything that you are doing is right like your path is your path. You can't, you can't change that at all. So like, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It doesn't matter like really what you do. Like if it's meant for it to be something, it's gonna be something. Uh, but just stay out of your own head as much as you can. I mean, it's hard. Like I've had those nights where I want to quit and where I want to give up or whatever. But ultimately, like, once you fall in love with something, you can't just get away from it at that point. So nothing you're doing is wrong. Everything you're doing is right. Trust your gut. Truthfully, don't give a fuck about what anybody has to say too much. Like, take it with a grain of salt every time somebody... Take what I'm telling you with a grain of salt. Like, take every, like just do what you think is the best thing to do for yourself. That's how I've always moved. and But then I got caught in a pocket where it was like, I want to make songs that... When me and Coldwell were still working together, I would send them a song that I liked and be like, I want to make something like this. And that put me in a totally weird, like trying to make shit that was like what I listened to when really I should have just been making whatever came so just do your thing bro like it's all in your head honestly like on it we're all floating on a rock bro like none of this shit is gonna matter like so just do whatever the fuck you want to do about that's crazy but yeah like it's all in your head and like they're not like none of this shit In a hundred years when they send Not even a hundred, in five hundred years When they send the human race to space to f- save humanity They're not even going to think about you like that So just do whatever the fuck you want I don't know how you I don't know how we advance from streaming Like streaming was always in our minds Even when CDs came out Everybody was like someday there's going to be a way For you to get everything at your fingertips But like I don't know, it's instant I don't know how you get faster than that Because it's all speed Records take forever to put on, CDs take a little less time to put on. Cause, like so, streaming's cool because it's just click and you're done. Um, I think that I think in terms of numbers, everything's going to change. I think stream like streaming barely counts as a sale right now, but I think it counts too close to a sale. Like I think that's even that's going to go down even more. See, I got everybody tells me they're like people don't want mixtapes, but all my mixtapes do more numbers than my singles do. So. I have a weird fan base that they want, like, projects from me. Uh, plus, I think when you're at this level, people want to see you put together something professional like that. Like, anybody can put out a single, but when you come with a body of work, people are like, whoa, like, he works hard on this. Uh, I mean, I got too much game from Russ on that Joe Budden interview. Where, where I was, yeah, and I was like, damn, I need to do a song a week. So then we tried to do it, but it, like I was saying earlier, Slick just got boring. Like, I didn't feel like I was working towards anything. And the songs were hard. I still listen to them. But making the project was, like, what was best for me. That goes back to what I was saying earlier, though. Just, like, trust your gut. Like, anybody that does a song a week now is doing it after Russ. Like, so you can't... Ain't nobody going to be able to do it that way again. But, like, I fuck with Jack Harlow heavy right now. And Jack dropped mixtapes. Jack Jack didn't drop any... There's no Jack Harlow singles. They don't exist. All he has is mixtapes. So... i I think mixtapes are the way i'm somebody that when i drive i put an album on and listen to it front to back i love the cohesiveness and the telling the story so but then at the same time i like Russ a lot and Russ is all singles so honestly it's if you're making good music nobody really gives a fuck like just make sure the intro on your mixtape is good because the intro gets the most listens out of anything else (laughs) um i mean artist-friendly labels are really cool um Places like Dreamville, places like uh, Mello, uh, TDE, those veins. Um, I can tell you some things after this that I can't say on camera. Um, but being independent is cool because nobody's taking your bread from you. But then at the same time, like Chance is the o- Chance and Tech Nine are the only examples we have of someone being able to entirely do it by themselves. So I'm not opposed to anything. At this point, it's like. If it gets me on, it'll pause. But if it gets on, whatever. Like, um, I mean, I've learned how to say no. There's been label opportunities in the past. But if it's not right, it's the, but that goes in another full circle. It goes back to trusting your gut and knowing what you want. Um, 360 deals are horrible. Don't sign those. <laughs> but, I mean, I would rather be independent, but I don't really care. That's, I don't think about it a lot. Like if if that if a label ball starts to roll and that happens then it happens if an independent ball starts to roll then it happens but I'm not opposed to anything <laughs> oh I'm gonna go I'm gonna party my ass off tonight we gonna go absolutely... I forgot it was New Year's Eve so you said that that's crazy uh, 2020 is gonna be huge we got this show on Thursday Thunder Canyon Brewery doors are at eight your boy go on at ten uh, it's gonna be a absolute movie one of the biggest shows of the year and it'll be on the second day of the year I'm telling you that. Um... And then we got Son of Sun dropping in 14 days. That's an exclusive. I ain't even put out the cover art yet. Uh, nine songs. First six are Hard as Hell. Last three are Me and My Sad Bag. Uh, but that shit's going to go crazy. I got another video coming. Uh, I'm going to play almost the whole mixtape at the show on Thursday. So if you're trying to get a snippet, you can slide through. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Tucson. I love everything here. All right, so it's going to be Big 520, Trauma, Mastermind, Chains easy going and then your boy it's gonna be really yeah, fun a yeah. very diverse that's good yeah exactly that's going to, that's so I love that kid it's gonna be such an interest I'm interested in what he does his last show he was like pouring candle wax on himself and uh, so I, I'm trying to see what he slides through it does but no nah, that's exciting bro I'm it's gonna it'll be nice it feels good to be back um, I love easy going and I love Tommy will and I'm forever indebted to them for everything that they ever did for me and I'm trying to I'm trying to make them proud in a sense. Uh, I think I'm doing a good job, but that's what, I mean, uh, yeah. Those are my guys. I love it. Shout out to everybody here. Shout out to the Big Six. Shout out to Marley, Jay, Cash, Easy, Tommy, Me. Shout out to Asky. Asky went into, I told him to slide through today, but he didn't, so. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. Yo, know, it was Woodrow. We just nailed the, or it was Woodrow. It is Woodrow. That's crazy. We just did the Mankind podcast. Posted up at South 6 Bodega. I just copped some drip right now. I got the t-shirt. I got the hoodie. We going crazy. Uh, 2020 about to be nuts. Buckle your seatbelts. Uh, Mankind about to go crazy in 2022. You're telling me. Man's about to pop.